Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. It is May 8th. This is Alex. And of course, this is our Monday show where we look back to the weekend and look ahead to the week. I am a little bit hoarse. I have family in town and we've been hanging out with the baby and going on walks and it's been great. But I woke up this morning a little bit sore. So if I sound well like this, that's why. Anyways, coming up on the show, we have stocks and crypto and Coinbase and chip acquisitions, IPO news and startup updates from India. It's a packed episode. I'm very excited and let's go. Kicking off as we do each and every Monday with a look at the global stock market, spin that globe. Shares are mostly higher today in Asia, where Japanese stocks are actually the outlier to the negative. Over in Europe, major indices are green across the board, and shares are set to rise modestly at the open here in the U.S. when they do. All told, not a bad way to start the week. And I know you're tired of it. The good news is that earnings are slowing down, but this week we are going to hear from a couple of names that I do think matter. So PayPal and Palantir, Airbnb, Affirm, Toast, and Twilio are early this week. And then later on, we'll hear from Robinhood, Roblox, Unity, and others. So fewer than last week, but still some key names to look out for. And then there was crypto. Ah, crypto, you never fail to be utterly fascinating. On the heels of news that the American Department of Justice is reportedly investigating whether or not Binance violated American sanctions against Russia, a new meme coin is on the scene and causing havoc. So, Please say hello to Pepe, a meme coin centered around Pepe, the internet meme frog. And yes, it is very dumb, but also yes, it has seen its value greatly appreciate in recent days. The value of Pepe coins actually shot past the $1 billion mark recently, and trading activity spiked so much that the cost of transactions on the Ethereum blockchain also went way higher, to which I have to say, uh, lol. So do you want to mock Pepe as the stupidest coin? Well, Dogecoin and Shiba Inu coin are the 8th and 15th most valuable tokens in the world, according to CoinMarketCap data this morning. So why not Pepe coin? And if you're sitting there going, this is just all really dumb. Why is this happening? Well, yeah, that's true. But keep in mind also that speculative bubbles are somewhat par for the course in the Web3 space. And some of the speculative froth has been used in the past to fund building more interesting stuff. I mean, at least that's the hope, because in the meantime, the fact that Pepe coin is as popular as it is, is actually really embarrassing for crypto. In more serious news, in the last week, the value of Bitcoin and ETH have moved by a point or two, but are little changed recently. Now, the American crypto industry is currently locked in an argument with the Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, with the regulatory agency wanting to enforce existing securities law on crypto products and the crypto industry looking to either get a different set of rules applied to their activities or at least what it considers to be more clear rules surrounding their business. Now, The non-industry perspective here is that most of what Coinbase and other companies in the crypto world do does involve securities and thus falls under existing regulation. And the industry viewpoint is that what they are building, buying and selling are not securities and the SEC's rules are simply too murky or simply built for other goods and services to neatly fit the crypto business. The latest in this regulatory saga is that Coinbase, a company that has made some noise about changing markets, is going to stick to America in at least some capacity. 
Now, CNBC has a key quote from Brian Armstrong, Coinbase's CEO, and I've had to kind of condense and repackage this, but roll with me. I quote, Coinbase is not going to relocate overseas, Brian Armstrong told CNBC's Dan Murphy in an interview in Dubai on Monday, quote, we are always going to have a U.S. presence, but the U.S. is a little bit behind right now. Now, it's a little bit murky. Some U.S. presidents not going to relocate. Those are a little bit one way or the other. But it does appear that we are going to get to a resolution with American crypto companies and the regulators one way or the other sometime soon. Now, who's going to win that conversation? I'm not sure. But at a minimum, it will prove clarifying. One last point. Pepe coin doesn't make the industry asking to be treated not only with respect, but also with tailored regulation. Uh, very good. It actually looks very bad. Take us seriously. Also, here's Pepe coin. Oh my God. Can you imagine trying to take that to Congress? Next up, a series of important news items that I'm calling industry notes. Now we have to go back in time. One of the strangest moments I've ever had in my time as a reporter was during one of my CES trips when I was assigned to cover the Qualcomm keynote. There must have been some sort of mistake because I don't know jack about chips, but I went hungover and young to the Qualcomm keynote and I got there late. So I had to sit in the back and I remember people getting up on stage to talk about chips and myself going, well, they're saying words. I just don't know what they mean. Anyways, that's a very long winded way of saying we're talking about Qualcomm this morning. And Ingrid London happily does know something about chips, and she has the news. She reports that Qualcomm's longer-term bet on the automotive sector as a customer base for its chips and related communications technology is getting a big push today. Why? Well, the company announced that it will acquire Autotox, a fabulous chipmaker out of Israel that builds semiconductor and system-on-a-chip technology to aid in automotive safety. And sources have told TechCrunch that Qualcomm is paying between $350 million and $400 million dollars for this startup. A couple of things. One, we'd love to see international M&A activity. Two, we'd love to see sub-billion dollar exits in the world of technology. It bodes well for overall startup M&A. And three, hey, Qualcomm, you're back on TechCrunch. Congratulations. And then next up, a couple of notes on upcoming IPOs that we're very, very excited about. And one involves Alibaba. Reuters reported recently that Alibaba's logistics subsidiary is looking to raise $2 billion in a Hong Kong IPO early next year. Now, recall that it was the IPO or attempted IPO of Ant, the Alibaba fintech sister company that helped kick off the recent multi-year crackdown on Chinese tech concerns by the country's centralized, single party and authoritarian government. And also this Alibaba subsidiary is no joke. In last year, it had three quarter revenue of $6 billion according to Reuters. So when this one lands, it's going to make a splash. Sticking to the IPO theme, the decision by British chip company Arm to list its shares in the U.S. is causing some tensions in the U.K. capital markets. Now, before SoftBank bought Arm, if I recall correctly, the company was listed on the London Stock Exchange. However, CNBC notes that after some major tech listings in the U.K. went sideways at best, there is a generalized sentiment that tech IPOs do better in the U.S. This is not an enormous shock, you know, frankly, but it's also a reminder that Brexit is not something that operates purely in the British opinion pages. Startup news this morning. We have to be brief because there has been so very much to talk about, but two items out of India that caught my eye. One, TechCrunch's Manish Singh reports that Swiggy's valuation is being cut down. Now, Invesco, which led Swiggy's previous round, has marked down the Indian food delivery giant's valuation in its holding to about $5.5 billion, according to a filing. 
And this revised valuation, current as of January 31st, 2023, represents a striking 48.6% decrease from the $10.7 billion valuation Infesco had previously attributed to the company when it raised around for it last year. And this marks the second occasion in recent quarters that Invesco had substantially altered Swiggy's valuation. Don't forget, in October, the company had already cut it down to $8 billion. And partners of 314 Capital, a venture capital firm in India, recently went on the road to raise a new fund. Within two and a half months, at the heart of the worsening global economy, they secured $200 million. Now, this is the fourth marquee fund for the Bengaluru headquartered firm, whose portfolio includes four unicorn startups. Love to see new funds, love to see increased activity in India, where venture capital totals have come down. So there you go. A little good news and a little bad news. And my friends, that is our show. But don't forget, you can keep up with all things equity on Twitter. We tweet under the handle EquityPod. And my name is Alex. I tweet under the handle Alex. And we'll be on Blue Sky eventually. You know, we'll get there. In the meantime, don't forget the show is back on Wednesday. It is back on Friday. We have a lot planned for you this week. So we'll talk to you then. In the meantime, stay cool. Good luck. Have a good week. Goodbye. Equity Mondays are hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm. We're produced by Teresa Locansolo with editing by Kel Keller. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Pickovet manages TechCrunch audio products. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.